Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Conversation, rock and more. It's Back to the Arena, the interviews. Welcome again to Back to the Arena, the interviews. Glad to have you along. We're going to do another retro interview that I did with Graham Bonnet all the way back in the spring of 2022 when he was just releasing the Graham Bonnet Band Day Out in Nowhere album. And I will have that interview for you right after this on Back to the Arena, the interviews. It's Back to the Arena, the interviews with DC the DJ. As the years tick by, you know, we all get older except for Graham Bonnet, apparently, who keeps rocking into 2022 with a new solo record. It's called Day Out in Nowhere, and I want to welcome the man himself, Graham Bonnet, to Back to the Arena. Hi, thank you for having me. Good to be here. My pleasure, yeah. Rainbow was a bit before my time. I knew you as a singer of Alcatraz back in the 80s and 90s with those great songs, Island in the Sun and God Bless Video. So it's a pleasure to speak to the man whose cassette tapes were worn out on my jam boxes and tape decks over my younger years. So nice to have you on the show. Well, thank you. Uh, those two songs are uh, some of my favorites, I think. You know, yeah. Happy days. Yeah, Happy days. Yeah, we're still playing them here on the show. That's what it's all about. So in, in 2020, you released a new album, Reuniting with Alcatraz, and here you are with a new solo album that really rocks. Talk about a Day Out and Nowhere. Yeah, well, this is uh, the Graham Bonnet Band. It's sort of... It's, not my, it's my band, but it's not really a solo album. Uh, Bethany Heavenstone okay. is our bass player, and uh, Conrado Pesonado is our guitar player. We're the, we're the basic, uh, the root of the band. Um, we put this together, the three of us, uh, well, about a year ago or more, and uh, then we had a lot of guest players on this album. But uh, this has been a real interesting album to make because of the time we had to make it in. It was uh, not a very happy time, all this COVID thing going on. And... Um, but we, instead of having that morbid feeling about people dying all over the place, we decided to you know, put some work into this album. And we, we really worked on this very, very hard. And I think the results are uh, kind of show that. You know? Yeah, it's a phenomenal record. Now, was this the first album you ever did, um, COVID style, you know, like not in a studio together? Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. So it's um, recorded at home, you know. I recorded outside here in the garage. I did my vocals here, <laughs> you know, back to the garage, baby. And uh, and uh, some of the, well, the drums weren't done here, obviously. The drums were done at his studio. And we it's all been very much a home product, you know. So it's been uh, really nice to just do it. Shall we do some work today? Oh, yeah, let's do that something today. Yeah, so it's nice to do that. Well, we don't have to worry about, um, you know, cost of the studio. And that's what we always used to worry about in the old days, mate. The old days, you know. Oh, yeah. Christ, look at the time. Oh, that's, a, that's another three, 300 bucks. Oh, Christ. <laughs> you know, that's that's the good thing about it. You know, it sort of costs costs nothing. Well, you have to pay for the guys that play on the record. But that's about it. Yeah. So it's, it's, funny be, it's funny because, you know, you start off as like a teenager in a band practicing in the garage. And here you are all these years later back in the garage making back a in the garage, album. yeah. 
which is the title <laughs> of one of our albums. And, you know, so uh, it's why not? Or back in the bedroom, I've done vocals in this room. You know, it doesn't really matter where you are as long as you have a microphone and a computer. That's it. Yeah. You yeah. Know. So the first song on the new album was also the first single in video. I talk about the song Imposter. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, that's about um, somebody looking into the mirror. Well, actually, it's about me. I'm looking into the mirror and I'm seeing somebody that I don't recognize anymore. I've got who's this guy with gray hair and blah, 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 and all the rest of it. I'm going, who is that? And I think a lot of people do that. You do look at themselves now when they're in their 60s or whatever and go, God, I look like my dad or whatever. I look at my dad. I look like my dad now. Yeah. And so that's what the story is about is, uh, no, that can't be me. And then, no, no, no. Who are you? You're an imposter. No, no, that's not me. That's not me. You know, that's what I'm saying in the song is that doesn't look like me. Oh, wait a minute. It does. You know, <laughs> so yeah. that's basically what it's about. It's about aging and being, well, now I'm very honest about, um, you know, my hair is not blonde. It's now gray. <laughs> and I admit that my hair is gray. And I admit my hair is falling out of it. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to dye it uh, dark anymore. I've done that. And, it's, you know, I think a lot of people are admitting that they are older. There are some people dyeing their hair that jet black, which looks like Elvis black, I call it, which it, it looks really a bit silly on people who are in their 70s, you know, because you know your hair isn't that dark. You know? yeah. So this song is about aging, about being an older, an older person and looking at a reflection in the mirror that doesn't reflect in your mind who you are, but it does. Yeah, I mean, I'll be happy enough to have some hair left by the time it turns gray <laughs> at the rate I'm yeah, going. Yeah, I, okay. I didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I say well, yeah, and I sit yeah. with a black backdrop, so it's like, yes, I, I do have hair somewhere. I, I know I, I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean and it's, it's, it's nice to be honest, you know, and uh, because uh, – I worried about that forever. You know, like, oh, you've got to stay young and all this kind of stuff. But I think uh, the way I sound is probably better than the way I look. I don't know. I try <laughs> my my voice is still young sounding. I think. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, it sounds great. You know, I wouldn't know the difference between Alcatraz and and your current you know band, the Grand Bonnet Band. It's it's it sounds right. it sounds great. And I was recently at a Bon Jovi concert, and I heard the people around me going, "Gosh, why doesn't why doesn't he dye his hair? Because you know his hair is all gray." And I'm like, why, yeah. why should he? Why should he? You know, he is who he oh, is. Absolutely, you know? yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Be true to yourself, you know. That's who you are now, you know. My dad didn't dye his hair, you know, when he was getting gray. He just stayed gray and he looked fabulous. Yeah. Oh, my Oh, my mum did, actually. But, but you know, it's a different, it's a different time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, why dye your hair? I know that every, every honest person I know who is a real musician doesn't care about their color, the color of their hair. They rely on the, the music they play, you know, and that's uh, that's what keeps you young inside. Yeah, you know? the music speaks for itself. You know, who cares? It does really. I mean, it does keep you young. If you're not feeling like all happy, and it, it keeps up your energy and all the rest of it. You know. Here is the song "Imposter" off of the Day Out and Nowhere album from Grand Bonnet Band, and we'll have more with Graham right after this. I'm back to the arena. The interviews.
More conversation and more rock coming up after this quick break. Back talking with Graham Bonnet from the Graham Bonnet Band. Uh, and before we talk about the second single, I want to ask about one of my favorite songs, Brave New World. Uh, is this a post-COVID anthem or did I just miss it altogether? Oh, no, no. It's uh, <laughs> no, it's about um, it's, <laughs> it's not nothing to do with it at all. OK, it's, so I missed the boat um, on it. <laughs> it's about, no, it's not that. It's about uh, a man who suddenly finds out his girlfriend wants to be uh, sexually adventurous. So she okay. comes in with the, the leather suit on and uh, all that stuff. And that's what it's about, uh, being adventurous. And she says to him, you know, come on, open up. It's a brave new world for you, you know, basically. So it's a, a, a man suddenly just finding out that his girlfriend's a bit kinky on the side, you know. Yeah, well, no, one, no wonder I like it. That's, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it's about it, anyway. It's, you know. I, I'm so embarrassed. I was so far off. It's like I need to quit trying to analyze <laughs> songs and just listen to them. <laughs> it's not about No, it's nothing to do with COVID. Okay. No, not yet anyway. Right. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Uncle John. I'm not going to even guess on that. The second single, uh, very interesting video. Uh, talk about the video that you guys made and the song, if you would. Yeah, well, it's about pedophiles, basically. And uh, how, how, the idea, first of all, it's from like two different uh, sources. One was saying, I think that happened to me. I was at school uh, when I was about 14, and uh, we had this teacher come in whose name was uh, John Smith. And he was there with, he was a deputy teacher. And he was with the school for about uh, two or three months, I think. And then suddenly we heard that he'd been fired. And we wondered why, because everybody loved him. All the kids loved him so much. You know, he's such a nice man. And uh, I was reading the newspaper called The News of the World in England. And there was this photograph of a, of a guy which said, over the, the headline was a pedophile arrested. And it was him. It was this guy, our teacher. And uh, so that it comes from that and also from things I've seen on TV where they were pedof- people who have been uh, messed up by pe- people like, you know, a pedophile, where they speak of the relationship with the pedophile and themselves, how the pedophile was so comforting and so close and made them very happy. And the way they say, well, you can call me Uncle John or Uncle Bill or whatever. Now, I'm your uncle. No, you're safe with me. Do you want to go for an ice cream? You know, oh, well, give an ice cream, then we can go to the fair. Yeah, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? How, how they get taken in. Uh, yeah. I, I might buy a puppy soon, you know, or whatever. And how they sort of lead these poor kids down a dark pathway to God knows where. And I've heard this on, I've seen these things happen on TV. So the two stories kind of rolled up together. I thought, well, John Smith was Uncle John. So that's why I thought of Uncle John. But um it's a story of pedophiles, and that's what happens. You know, how people should beware of what's going on around them in the world, you know. But but um, don't be too comfortable with this guy who offers you, uh, you know, a nice time out, the fun fair, and an ice cream, you know, when you're a little kid. Yeah. You know? Wow. That- that's, that's what it's about. Yeah. And so the video is about that, too. You can see the, the teacher, and he's got a – we had dolls in the video. Yeah. Not, we didn't make it too real, if you know what I mean. I didn't want to make it like a lot of kids going, ah, you know, being all frightened. So we have dolls, and the teacher being just being very creepy with the dolls. Okay. So that's what it's about. Yeah. Basically. Wow. So we went from a uh, promiscuous wife or a, a freaky wife to to that. That's a 
some some yeah. wide variety you got there on the new album. It is, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I try my best to be interesting. <laughs> so there's two other yeah. songs I want to ask about that I really liked. Um, and one uh, one is uh, It's Just a Frickin' Song. Love that song. Talk about that one. Yeah, well, that's uh, from my friend Don Airy, he, um, who is in Deep Purple now playing keyboards, but he was in Rainbow with me. And uh, he wrote, he sent me this uh, song, the keyboard part. I said to him, Don, we've never written a song before together. Do you have anything that I could, you know, write for this album, for the Graham Bonnet album? And uh, he sent me that track. And uh, <laughs> I, I had I got my book out, had writing on it, scribbling, thinking, well, what can I write this about? And I'm like, come on, come on. It's just a fucking song. Oh, it's just a fucking song. I was going to call it, it's just a fucking song. But <laughs> Bethany, Bethany, and uh, Conrad, they said, we can't say that. No, just say fricking, say fricking song. So I wrote the song about writing a song. That's basically what it's about. And it should be easy, but it's really not. It's quite difficult. And uh, one of the lines in the song is um, sort of, um, it took me, it takes me like three weeks to write these words out and get the melody together. But then when you hear the song, it's only three minutes long. <laughs> it's only three minutes long. It took you forever to write the freaking <laughs> the words and the melody, you know. So it's like, oh God, when you really think about it and you see it written down, you go, is that all there is to it? Oh God, really? <laughs> it's, and it's it's annoying sometimes because it, it takes so long. And when you play it, it's such a short song. You go, know? well, yeah, it might not be three minutes, it might be five minutes, whatever. But you know, it, it doesn't take you three weeks to listen to it. It takes you three weeks to write it. Yeah. 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 So when you so when you perform the song, will you change the words uh, to what it originally was? Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you're safe when you're out there. But you know, I don't don't want to harm, hurt anybody with uh, my language or you know get people upset. You can't say that, you know. But I'm sure you really can. But um, you know. I don't know. <laughs> Fricking is okay. With yeah, me. I mean, but fuck, fuck it is better. <laughs> if anybody's listened to any rap song ever, you know, any language. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. There's nothing new about that. Yeah, but anyway, that's what it's about: writing a song. Yeah. So the other song I wanted to ask about uh, was David's mom, uh, because my brother is David and his mom is my mom. So kind of like, hey, David's mom is my mom. Tell me a little bit about that song. Oh God, yeah. Well, that's a bit. Uh, I was about seven, seven years old when this, this is a true story, when, when it happened. And I went, my friend David, um, I called on him to go, we were going to go into the town, into town. And his mom called out to us, oh, wait a minute, boys, I'll take, I'll drive you there. And uh, I, she, you know, she came into the room and she said, just sit there a minute, Graham, and, uh, you know, I'll be ready in a minute. And she comes into the room, she's wearing this really tight, I remember this so well, this really tight black dress. And I looked up and I noticed there were these silk stockings lying, waiting, lying, lying, laying over a chair near the fire, warming up, you know, for some legs to go in. And she, she stood in front, she picked them up and she came into the room, she stood in front of me, had this black dress, she pulled the dress up and started putting the garters on it and looking at me and talking to me as she's doing this. And I'm going, I don't know what, I'm, I didn't know what I was feeling, but I felt very strange. <laughs> For the first time, it was the first <laughs> my first sexual experience, I guess. But I felt really, really weird. And there she was putting these stockings on, and, and I got without getting horny. I, I guess I was horny. 
but I didn't feel horny. I, I don't know. But it was like, hey, you know, I felt like I shouldn't be looking yeah. at her doing this. But she was watching my eyes as she did it. So she was kind of teasing this seven-year-old kid <laughs> wow. with what she was doing. And she got, and then she pulled her tight black dress down. And, uh, oh, my God. I mean, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I really do. And I, I looked uh, to find out my friend, my friend was David. I've just found where he is. And I found out that David's mom was, she died not so long ago and she was 95. Wow. <laughs> so David's mom is 95 years old, was 95 years old. But she was a beautiful woman. She really was slim and uh, just, just nice, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> you remember it so vividly and now you'll remember it and your fans will remember it forever as well because they have the song on the album. Yeah, I guess, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful story. It really was. Yeah. I mean, she was one of the people that really was nurturing, looked after me. She gave me piano lessons at one point, I remember. But she, she loved me and she loved her son, you know. He was my best friend, David. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. A great memory. <laughs> I, I read that you were planning on touring this summer, uh, assuming the pandemic doesn't come back to life. Uh Talk about what fans can expect uh, as far as a tour. Where are you going to be at? Well, we're not going to be in this country, unfortunately. We're going to be going overseas. We're going to England and Wales and uh, some some other place. Oh, God, I don't know. Maybe Scotland. But it's a very short tour. And uh, the, uh, the management is adding uh, dates to it as we speak. So there may be other places we're going to after that. I don't, I don't know yet. But that won't be happening for uh, about a month. And uh, it's going to be, I don't know, it's going to be strange getting out on stage again after two years of not being on stage, you know. Yeah, I bet. So we got to rehearse like crazy to get up to speed again because, you know, well, we've been recording, I've been singing, but haven't been, you know, playing live in front of anybody. And uh, it's a bit nerve-wracking to uh, think we've got to do that soon. Well, we miss it like crazy, you know. It's weird not doing anything. You know? So... Hopefully we're going to be good when we uh, get out there. Well, <laughs> I'm definitely jealous of anybody who's going to get to see you. If you're not going to be here in the States, uh, that's a bummer, but uh, I'm jealous yeah. for those those who will well, actually get to see it. Our management, we've got new management now, and they're Amer it's an American management. So we're now we're hoping they've managed uh, Thin Lizzy and a few other bands. We hope to be playing over here now. We've got American management. We didn't have that before. And so we hope to be probably going out with Thin Lizzy. I don't know yet what's going to be happening. Okay. But uh, if we could open up for somebody, they manage a bunch of people. I can't remember the whole roster, but uh, Thin Lizzy is one of them um, because I know them from years ago. So uh, I'm, we're hoping that uh, we can go out and open up for somebody. Yeah, know? me too. Yeah, it'd be nice. <laughs> nice to play at home. Yeah. Well, before I let you go, uh, I want to have you uh, participate in a segment that we do called Rapid Rocker Response, where I'm just going to read a, a couple of random questions to you. Nothing to do with your music. Uh, it's all about you and your thoughts. So we're going to uh, ask you some uh, off-the-wall questions, and just Ooh. give me the first thing that comes into your mind. Okay. Rapid Rocker Response. On back to the arena. Well, one question. What are you most grateful for in the whole world? I think... Having a great upbringing and uh, my family encouraging me to be an, a musician, which in my town wasn't very common. It was a very small town. Uh, nobody became a musician. They all went to work on the farms or whatever. 
and the, my family was the, the best family in the world. And uh, my mom and dad were so encouraging to me, and uh, I miss them very much. I wish they were here, you know. Yeah, I think we're all grateful that they did that as well. Yeah, I mean, I could have been a farmer, you know, because that's what my dad was. I could have gone straight onto the land and been doing that, you know, which I didn't mm -hmm. want to do. They, they, you know, every day I would go upstairs and play my guitar and uh, sing when I came home from school, and they, they, they kept with that, you know. Okay. Uh, second question: What is your favorite game of all time? Game? Oh, blind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't have one. I don't think. Um, game. What, what card kind of game? game? Do you mean card that? game, video game, board games? You mean sports, board you know, game? Any, any, oh, I guess anything. I guess it would be uh, Monopoly. Is one Monopoly? I remember okay. from uh, you know my school days. I would come home and uh, go next door. My my neighbor and I used to play Monopoly for days and keep that game going for days and days. That was my favorite game then. I don't play games at all now. You know. Yeah, but uh, that that was my favorite game. Are you are you a book reader at all? No. Okay, I'll skip that question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is right. what is your favorite store? Store. Yeah. Where well, do you shop the most, or or uh, where do you shop online? Uh, yeah, should we shop online all the time? Uh, Nordstrom and whatever. Yeah, we we look on the yeah. uh, Bethany's really good at that, getting stuff online. Uh, we never really go to a store except when we're overseas. We always look for uh, H&M. Okay. <laughs> we always find an H&M in Switzerland or Germany or wherever you are. You can always find an H&M. Okay. And it's kind of got like uh, the same kind of clothes you get over here, you know. Yeah. So um, I guess that one will suffice. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Name, name a song that you really love. Like every time you hear it, you never turn it off. You always turn it up. Is there a song that you would deem as your favorite song of all time? God only knows beach boys. Okay. Yeah. That's one of them. Yeah. When I hear that, I, uh, I wish I'd uh, met uh, Brian Wilson uh, because he's one of my heroes. I love the songs he writes and his production, everything. I went to see his show and it's, uh, Oh, it's a, it's magical. I'm a real beach boys fan. Sorry about that, but I, hey. uh, you know, not the not the old beach, not that not the surfy stuff, but the latest songs like God Only Knows and um, whatever else, you know, good vibrations, stuff like that. Yeah. I really I really love that music. Okay. Last question I have for you is who's the person that you turn to when you need a listening ear? Who who's your advice person? Uh my girlfriend, Bethany. <laughs> she's uh got good ears and everything else is good about her. And she's got really, you know, great machine. Yeah, she will say to me, you should be doing that. No, no, no. Do this. Take a risk. You know, risk it. Do something that is unexpected. So she sort of uh, judges what I'm doing. And when I've done a song, she'll say, oh, oh, don't keep that word there. Now take that one out sometimes. And, you know, so she does. She's my uh, critic, I suppose. As well <laughs> You're as number my one partner. critic. <laughs> yeah she's a, she's the best you know she really is okay very cool well i appreciate your time uh, everybody can get the new day out in nowhere album from the graham bonnet band you can follow graham on social media facebook at graham bonnet music on instagram at graham bonnet official uh thank you graham for talking with me and the listeners of back to the arena i appreciate it thank you very much hope can talk again I for sure would enjoy talking again. Here is the song Uncle John from Graham Bonnet Band. I'm back to the arena, the interviews.
That is Uncle John off of the Day Out in Nowhere album from the Graham Bonnet Band. And that will conclude this uh, retro episode of Back to the Arena, the interviews. 
Every now and again, we like to take you back to an interview from the show from a year, two years, sometimes even three years ago. You never know what you're going to find, so make sure you subscribe to Back to the Arena, the interviews, to get updates on when the new podcasts come out. Thanks for listening, and thanks for rocking with me. I'm DC. This has been Back to the Arena, the interviews. Click subscribe and catch the next episode of Back to the Arena, the interviews. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women.